What's good, everyone? Welcome back to My First Kicks. This is episode 163, and this week I welcome Mo Christine to the podcast. If you are not familiar with Mo, she is the host of Kicking It with Mo, and she also does several and many much more cool, exciting things, which you can check out on her page when I give you her information. But this week has been a hell of a week. Last week, you saw my conversation with JSM and Andy. I've been working on getting my clips to look a lot better on the gram and also TikTok. So putting in some more extra time. Hopefully, y'all enjoy it and, you know continuously trying to put out great content. I went to Vegas, as I mentioned last week, went to Vegas, came back. I battled myself on if I should go to Urban Necessities and make a video talking about Trump sneakers actually at Urban Necessities, but didn't get a chance to go to Caesars Palace. So I decided not to force myself to go there to make a video just to make content. I was just like, nah, this is not the type of thing I want to put on. But I did announce what type of content I will be doing, which hopefully in the next couple of weeks I can get around to and finishing because I'm only like halfway done. But my short form video essays on sneaker culture and sneakers and several other things that I feel, you know, make up a part of me and my thoughts and my takes on things and put that on YouTube. But this week I talk with Mo. She puts me on to some cool stuff. We talk a little bit about her content, switching over to making content. And it's just a fun overall episode. I get a little bit stumped in the beginning uh, as she mentions the shoe that she is, well, she mentions the shoe that I'm just trying not to give it away, but she mentions a shoe that puts her into sneakers. And then also we just get stumped by like, which was the shoe? What was the shoe? And if you figure it out, comment, leave a comment on the post for this episode, but on to where you can find Mo, you can find her on all social media is that this is Mo, Mo with a, well, O with a zero. <laughs> and you can find out her foodie page, which is Mo Eats Local, and her YouTube page, Mo Adventures, where she goes on very cool adventures and sites and checks out all things cool. Very dope page. Definitely give her a follow. And if you need to, have like a link it's going to be in the description of this podcast you already know that so scroll on down hit that that link tree and you know where to find your boy i am who is Haas on all social media follow the podcast at my first kicks pod follow the podcast on tiktok at my first kicks follow the podcast on youtube because i'm trying to get my butt monetized if you're not watching this right now if you're listening to this and i know some of you are Please, please go to YouTube right now, hit that, hit that subscribe button, and then go to the video and hit that like button. I've have, I think, 
70? No. 63 of the episodes up, I think. Yeah. Or maybe 64. Because we start at 99 with Dave Ortiz and then go up from there. But greatly appreciate if you hit me with that like button. I'm trying to make sure the audio and video looks good for every episode. So you're in in for a treat for this week. I'm back, baby. I'm back. Uh, Let's just say that vacation is something I needed in order to reset, and I'm back. We're going full steam every chance I get. Got to make time to put more effort and eyes onto the podcast if I want to make this my future. So please hook your boy up and follow everybody that has been on, on an episode. And especially follow Mo. So on to this week's episode with Mo Christine. Hey, Mo. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. No, no, no. Shout out to QC Kiki Cutie. Well, Kiki, uh, she pointed me towards you because I was recently on one of her lives. And one of my initiatives with this podcast, especially this year, is to get more women in sneakers on the on these on my podcast because it's. It's, I feel like it's very, I mean, I'll be straight up, very sausage fest up in here. It's a must. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we need to be here. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I'm i not a big like, oh my God, tell me what it's like being a woman in sneakers type of person. But I, I think that everybody has their own stories. And I, I, I created this podcast in order to get more stories out. So if we're just, if I'm just talking to dude after dude after dude after dude, it's, it's, it's not that fun. It's boring. We need some ladies on here. So yeah, I'm really, I'm really honored to be on here. Thanks so much. No, yeah. Uh, and for people who aren't familiar with you, how about you introduce yourself? Hey, you guys. I am Mo Christine. This is Mo on Instagram. And mm-hmm. I am a sneaker gal, sneaker girl. Um, I do have a show called Kicking It With Mo. We mm-hmm. are three seasons down where I've been interviewing sneaker lovers from all over the world, just connecting with them, showcasing them, whether it be just a collector or well, whether it be uh, someone that's influential within the sneaker industry, whether they design shoes, whether they design something else that relates to shoes, I uh, interview them and just connect, connect everyone. Yeah. So I do As- that. And I, I was gonna say, as a as a as a clubhouse used to be like the dot connector. Yeah, you remember that? yeah there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so there you go. Dots from all over. So it's actually it's crazy because um, I started the show in during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not doing anything during the pandemic, right. so like we're all getting creative and stuff. And I'm just thinking, like, what do I love so much? that I can make something out of it and connect with different people mm-hmm. via Zoom, via every anything other than in person. Um, so I thought of the show and, and since then I've just been kicking it with people. <laughs> no, it's awesome. Uh, like I, I wasn't too familiar until, I, until Kiki brought me to your page and, and I love that, you know, one thing, the pandemic, I mean, I started this podcast out of the pandemic as well. Uh, one thing about the pandemic, I always said it was just like I felt it was some people got sucked into it, depression, all that yes. stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are people that decided to play catch up. And I think that it was a chance for us to be like, you know what? 
I don't have to work this nine to five or I don't I like what am I trying? What should I be doing? And it gave mm-hmm. you like a reset button. And, you know, people who really grabbed onto it, you know, such like yourself, which you're which is switching over to, you know, content creating and stuff like that. It's it's super dope. And, you know, now we're here. We're out of it. I, well, now we're here. Well, we're kind of out of it. Definitely. COVID definitely kind of helped a lot of us tap into something that we've always been wanting to do. And maybe we haven't had the time to do it because the world has been just going mm-hmm. and COVID kind of stopped, paused the world for a bit where it gave you time to just be home and mm-hmm. kind of say, okay, let me just try something that I've always wanted to try and see how it goes. I mean, it's not going to hurt you. You're in your house doing mm-hmm. nothing. So why not? So I definitely, it's good to see everyone that, um, started doing like you know a little side hustle you mm-hmm. know and seeing where what comes of it i mean the, the people that don't that needed to be stopped were those people with the rings the circles you remember the the circle scam that they did during the pandemic the circle scam i know they're doing yeah. other scams like even before the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> scams all over that just people yeah can't. Yeah, there was one that it was like you, you you're supposed to it was like the theme was like or something. It was like you have to get into the circle, into the middle circle. And then each like you'd buy like you put five dollars in and you become the outside of yeah. the circle. But the yeah. goal is to become the big circle. So then you have to make your own. It's like, like it was like people. To yeah. Get, yeah, it was great. People were just bored, people were bored and getting like people were just getting them into um scamming them into this foolishness <laughs> yeah. but you're here to answer the question that i ask everybody each week and that question is what's your first kicks what's that first pair of sneakers you absolutely needed to have okay i've actually said this on um my live show that i've had and it's mm-hmm. so funny because do not judge me okay because i was so excited for the shoe in grade six or seven uh-huh. It wasn't the fat farms. Okay. Okay. You know the fat farms. Okay. The fat yeah. farms with like the, the, the K-Swiss style. Yes. Yeah. And I, I specifically wanted the black and pink ones. Don't come for me. I wore that with everything. And you couldn't tell me anything because it came with the pink laces and I switched it with the mm-hmm. black and the pink. Okay. So that was the shoe that like, I don't even know. I had to have those first that I could think of. Like grade, grade six seven where you kind of pick your parents kind of like let you pick the shoe that you want so that was mm-hmm. the first one that i was just like all right let me let me get this one and then there's actually i don't know if you can help me out with a name okay so that was like grade six seven mm-hmm. and then in high school i went to new york because i live in um canada so i went oh, okay. to new york and that's where we used to go like to get the shoes because Canada, mm-hmm. you know, our ex- accessibility isn't as great, mm-hmm. um, especially back then. And so I went to New York. My mom took me shopping. She was like, which shoe do you want? And it was the Jordan Carmelo Anthony collab. Like, way Yeah. So when. he had a couple of them. He had a couple collabs. Yeah, so back when. is it either the twos? He had the Jordan twos with the white and blue and yellow. I know it was white, blue, and yellow, but I'm not sure if it was the twos. It could have been. I think white, it might be the twos. White, blue, and yellow. White, blue, and yellow. Yes, like a like a baby blue type. Mm-hmm. 
that was like, I got that. And you could not tell me anything in high school because you know what? I had Jordan's mellows on. Okay. So those are the two that like are stuck in my brain. I'm going I'm to send you a picture real quick. Okay. And, yes. Let me uh, see it. See if this I hope I can or... remember, but I know it was mellows. Cause I was like, I got mellows. <laughs> no well, one can talk to me. I mean, it's a, it's one of those shoes. I think this is a fake website, but <laughs> but 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 it's one of those shoes that you can definitely tell if it if it's your you had it or not because oh not was, the t- no not it wasn't the that it wasn't that it wasn't that it was another one it was another one so it wasn't a two but it was a mellow it was a mellow yes so could it have been like the 2.0 mellow the two the the 2.5s because oh, let me see are you gonna send me a picture or should i look it up yeah i'm gonna send you a picture right okay. now I so that sounds like the twos no i mean i wasn't a big fan of these but here it's actually in the first okay let's I, <laughs> the listeners are gonna be like what are these people talking about <laughs> so this is all mellows shoes so it's gotta be like I, one I think, of these I think, yes i think it's this one yeah. Yes. And you couldn't tell me anything. I wish it was that there was no 360. I want a 360 view. No 360. Oh dang. That yeah. was that was that was one of them that I thought. The 1.5, so the mellow Jordan Mellow 1.5. That that <clears throat> I think that's the one. I know the colorway is that, and it definitely wasn't two. Mm-hmm. So if it's not the twos, then it's definitely that one. And and back then you couldn't tell me anything. <laughs> well, look. First of all, very interesting that you went with this shoe first. <laughs> were you were you into basketball? Do you know who Mello was? Like, yes, I did. I liked Mello okay. because I just thought he was okay. cute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was cute. Not that I was playing. Like, of course, I played basketball in high school. You know, yeah. But like, that was that was it. I just thought like Mello was cute, and I had Mello mm-hmm. shoes. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I sent I sent you another link because you want a 360. You can see that one. That oh, was 360. Okay. Um, but the so you grew? Did you grow up in Canada? Like, are you born yeah. and raised in Canada? Born what, and raised. What was it like for you? What like were you? When at what point did you get into sneakers? Uh, I don't know these shoes. You know, I'm sorry. I'm looking no. at them. I don't think I don't know. It's all good. Things. I don't know. But anyways, I think it was a Jordan. Yeah, I don't know. It was definitely Jordan Mellow. Mello. It was a Jordan Mellow. We'll um, figure it out. Sorry, what was the question? What was yeah. so in high school? Were you into sneakers then? Were you into fashion? Like, what was it? so? I'm not. I only had one Canadian person on this. Jr. He used to work for eBay. Um, yeah, Jr. That's my friend. Yeah, that's the homies. Yeah, and uh, he. He talked about his time in Canada. I mean, I don't know which province. I think it's that's how you say it. Province. So he's in Toronto. I'm in the GTA, <laughs> yeah. like the greater Toronto area. Yeah. Oh, OK. OK. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not familiar with Canada. I've actually never been. I know maple syrup, Drake and uh, and uh, the, the Raptors. So. And poutine. I'm a big fan of poutine. Oh, poutine. Um, OK. Yeah. Yeah. So enlighten me on like what is it like growing up in canada and like where was your because i mean you touched talk, touched on fat farm so like where was it 
what what have made it all connected and how did you get into sneakers um i think getting well first of all like living in canada especially like back in the day i feel like we have a a little bit more ex- like accessibility nowadays mm-hmm. compared to back in the day. Back in the day, yeah. it was a thing for us to go to New York and go to all those stores and get shoes. Just go to mm-hmm. New York and get sneakers because the accessibility up here was little to nothing. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to like my love for kicks, I feel like just it runs in the family when it comes to just loving clothes and loving shoes being able to express yourself through your clothes and your mm-hmm. shoes. And I went to, uh, like for middle, well, most of my life, like elementary school, middle school and high school, I went to mm-hmm. a predominantly, and, and I just don't take this wrong or anything. I went to a predominantly white school. No, this is, this is I, we here for that. I want to hear this. I went to a pre- <laughs> predominantly white school when I was mm-hmm. in, um, those grades and uh, of course it had like a little bit of influence like probably that's what that explains the fat farm and mm-hmm. um the vans i was a vans girl as well um so the influence kind of came from there but there also was influence within my family so my oldest sister um she also loves sneakers but she mm-hmm. went to she didn't go to the same high school as me she went to a different high school that was more cultured mm-hmm. and stuff like that and she always had the latest jordans and back then you were able to go into a store and buy it off the wall right mm-hmm. so i used to just watch her come in with the latest she was like why does she keep getting these shoes you know and she's getting jordans and they're different numbers so i kind of just learned from her mm-hmm. and as i got older Obviously, obviously style changes, you know, and your personality changes and, and your yeah. environment changes um, to where I got more into, I guess, tuning into my style. And, you know, I'm like, oh, I do like I'm, I can buy my own shoes. I'm going to go get myself a pair of Jordans. And I was able mm-hmm. to um, access it at the store, walk into the store, think about it and buy it. Mm-hmm. Um, and also that influence from like other celebrities like Tiana Taylor, which I, right. who I love so much um, that kind of like influenced my style as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So no, it's kind yeah. of like, yeah. So up here it was it, back then it was a lot harder to get shoes, mm-hmm. um, but we did have that, or we did get that influence from traveling to New York to visit family and getting shoes that we wanted. Yeah. So it was always a thing of like, yeah, we're going to New York and we're going to go get these shoes. And then you come up here and then everyone's like, yo, where'd you get those? So I don't know if I'm, I'm like talking all over the place, but like my influence, no. I guess, comes from all over yeah. and kind of made my style what it is today. No. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The I mean New York influences. I mean I'm from New York, so I will oh. take all all New York praise. <laughs> yes, yes, those like Doctor J's and those. Yeah, Jimmy Jazz. Jimmy Jazz. Yeah. Yes, yes. We used to be VM so excited when it was actually when it was actually popping. Yes, we used to go to get clothes. <laughs> I used to come up and like I'm just styling on everybody because no one had it, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah. It so. Does like hip hop culture translate in in like Canada? Because, you know, you talk about New York and I mean, during that time, my assumption is New York is very hip hop at that time. You got your, you know, your Sean Johns, your I don't know if you I don't know if you bought the NYC, which is 
but everybody called it Aniche. Like, yes, yes, yes. 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 Um, <laughs> uh, like super regional, if, if you aren't familiar, if you're listening. And it, around that time, we had like Mecca, Echo, you know, mm-hmm. like all these hip hop based brands. So mm-hmm. when you come down here and you you buy this stuff, do you also bring the music back with you? And then mm-hmm. like, are you listening to all this stuff? Like what, what is it like, how did you bring, what is the culture differences? If you can tell me, uh, you know what? It's not that there was like, because I find that when we're younger, everyone mm-hmm. used, it used to be a thing where everyone used to, if, if you want to drive to Buffalo real quick, because mm-hmm. of where, where we are, it's about like an hour away mm-hmm. so that's an easy drive go for there for the day go shopping mm-hmm. and come back so that was Hang like a with thing. Side gun. I, go, do what you gotta <laughs> do <laughs> do what you gotta do so a lot of people they did um travel to new york like to mm-hmm. places like new york and maybe detroit and all that stuff to get access to these things and then slowly but surely they started opening up little stores here and there that we're providing the same style and the same mm-hmm. brands that we were getting from New York or from the yeah. States. So like right now we, you know, we got it like, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Um, but back then you, it was you were a, seeing, yeah, I was going to say you were seeing it starting to, you know, bubble up. So like, yes, yeah. Yes. What was that like? Um, back then, I mean, I couldn't really afford it, you know, mm-hmm. I was just, <laughs> but it Windows was, it shopping. was, it was just like window shopping, you know, and seeing if my parents can buy it for me. So getting like one or two gems here and there, you felt like you were it. But yeah, seeing it, um, I guess, transfer to Canada, it definitely was a gradual thing. And it's still a growing thing, but I feel like we're pretty much there. And with like online shopping and all that stuff, mm-hmm. it kind of makes everything accessible. Yeah. It's just whether or not you want to pay the the Canadian USD exchange yeah. rate, which sucks. Yeah, <laughs> the because you talked you touched on Jordans. Your sister was into Jordans, and yes. what? How did that? Because I mean, if we're talking about the Raptors, you got Vince Carter, and he had the shocks, and mm-hmm. I feel like shocks did make a wave, but mm-hmm. Jordans are universal in in my opinion. So. Yeah what what was like this did it have the same status of like oh if you were if you had if you if you didn't have jordans you weren't i guess popping you know what i mean um you know what for me i couldn't say like in my high school because i already said Mm -hmm. like which kind of high school i went to so it was kind of like for myself when i did like just say sneak into my sister's room to put on those shoes like i felt Mm -hmm. like i was the bomb but like no one really understood maybe one (laughs) or two like my friends kind of understood what i had on but for my sister she would always say like um she would get the latest shoes she would always rock her jordans and i think she Mm -hmm. said back then like i think people were maybe rocking like chucks and all that stuff it was it was a bit different and then eventually people started like catching on it was kind of like i don't want to say like true, I don't want to say like true sneakerheads, mm-hmm. but like true sneakerheads kind of like <laughs> praised my sister yeah. for the Jordans back in the day. Because uh-huh. back then, as I said, like you were able to go into the store and pick it up. Mm-hmm. You know, it was kind of easy because if you love Jordans, like it was just it was just available compared to I feel like it was just kind of like a hype thing that ha- that happened. And like mm-hmm. people were just buying to buy. Mm-hmm. And then I would kind of say the hype i don't know you tell me if you feel the same way the hype kind of 
is fizzing, fizzling out the people that were just in it for the hype. And now it's kind of like us true sneaker lovers. Mm-hmm. We're being able to like, hey, we can we see these sneakers on the wall still. Like we could still buy them because now the hype is kind of like inflation is a thing, mm-hmm. you know, like people that weren't really into shoes for the love of shoes are mm-hmm. kind of like holding back on buying pairs. So now us sneaker people are able to like get them right yeah so so yeah i, mean, I feel like yeah yeah go ahead. no no i was just gonna say like yeah i when i've been collected for so long you get to see the ups and downs and yes, we're now yes. in this downtrend in terms of the market and such yes, but yes what the people who have always been collecting will always be collecting you know uh the people yeah. who who have who have always been selling have always been selling, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you'll always have people who just are cash grabs or hype grab, you know, you want to be relevant. This is all you got to do is throw on a pair of cactus jacks and you're good to go, you know? So <laughs> the, you'll have, I mean, once sneakers gets into the mainstream is what I, I, and I talk about as like mm-hmm. sneakers get into the mainstream, then people gravitate towards it because mainstream music, pop music, whatever, all of that shows that if you are popping at the time and you have you this in order to be at a certain status, you need to do that. You need to have this and or make this, you know, so yeah. people jump in and out of it all the time. And sneakers was just that in 2020, you know, sneakers was the easiest thing to buy and it was the the easiest thing to make money off of. So that's that's what it is. But now since people are just like, Oh, nobody's really buying sneakers anymore. Now, all these people that didn't know what they were doing before, (laughs) but got real lucky and made a ton of money. Mm -hmm. Now they're reaping and hold uh, like they're 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 holding on to a ton of sneakers. Nobody wants now. And it's like, this is what you get. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like when it comes to sneakers for myself, like not saying like I have all the pairs, I kind of just buy what I want, just mm-hmm. goes to show like the whole fat farm thing. Like I just love my fat farms. I love sneakers and how it made me feel when I put mm-hmm. them on. So those fat farms, whether it be the the black and pink combo, it just, it was just it for me. And then, you know, maybe the next day I liked Vans because it was different in the way, the silhouette of it with a specific outfit, mm-hmm. you know, kind of less wearing what you like and not going based off the hype don't get me wrong i i love some of the hype shoes too but also yeah. you know liking other shoes too which is which is good that's mm-hmm. that's that's a sneaker lover for me no yeah you ha- you have to have pairs of sneakers that just speak to you that it doesn't speak to everybody else but it speaks to you exactly and that exactly. that what separates your collection per se out of exactly. everybody else's you know yeah. um i mean you talk about being different and what you what, talk about being different with sneakers, but like, what was your experience going to mostly all white school? Because I'll, I'll I, I, I've also have that a little bit in my oh, in my okay. career, mm-hmm. so I know I know what it feels like. Um, but it's different when I'm like I'm in a city. I'm in New York City. I just went to an all white school in the city, so. Mm-hmm you still get the other extra stuff like fighting and all like you get the, you get the, the, the kids from other schools coming over here and being like, Oh, we can put bully these all white kids. And yeah. 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 So yeah. 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 Um, yeah, it was, it was different because I was in uh, French immersion. 
So mm-hmm. French is our second language up here. So I was in the French immersion program. So um, I think that kind of played a role when it came to who, like the schools that I was going to, because I feel like a lot of like, um, just say like our African-American people, they're not really putting their kids in French immersion. Um, Does that term work in uh Canada, African American, African Canadian. <laughs> My bad, African Canadian. <laughs> African Canadian. You're right. African Canadian or African American. I can say for to you because you know what I mean. Um, a lot of like the, those families, they weren't really putting their kids in French immersion, so mm-hmm. it was predominantly whites. Um, so I mean that experience for me, I feel like it it wasn't bad. I definitely saw like the cultural differences when it came to myself and some of my friends, of course, and, and, um, my peers, but I honestly wouldn't trade it for anything because I feel like it made me who I am. Mm-hmm. It made me who I am. Like there's different influences. I feel like if I were to maybe go to a different school, may, who, where would I be? Like, you know, like what kind mm-hmm. of influences would I have around? Um, would it be good? Would it be bad? Like I've definitely seen a lot of good and bad in the schools that I went to too, mm-hmm. but it kind of just at the end of the day makes you who you are, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just super interesting because when I was good, when I went, I went to this all like it was just rich white kids school in uh, in the Upper East Side. Yeah, Upper East Side of Manhattan. And um, uh, it was just very different because like mm-hmm. it's you you definitely didn't have the experience I had. I will tell you. Um, mm-hmm. But because like I went to school with a bunch of Albanian kids that would say the N word and I would be like, whoa. Like, where, yeah. where are we? <laughs> um, and then I was I came straight from Queens was super predominantly Hispanic and black. So super culture shock. And the transition to being like, oh, are you supposed to say that? Like, I was like pressing people and being like, are you you know, you're not supposed to say that. And mm. the the like little bit of black kids that were in the school not saying nothing. And it was just very weird and wild. Mm. But mm-hmm. it's true of of what it it, it, that experience taught me of like how to maneuver in like weird situations like that where you know you are the the literal term of minority you are the minority in Mm -hmm. there Mm -hmm. and and like you have to learn how to talk to speak people in specific ways and i'm not like a a big code switcher you know like i after I will say in the beginning of jumping into corporate America, I was a big cold switcher. I was very like, yeah, you know, yeah, okay. Like I was, I was, I was super formal with everything. And then now I'm like, I've been in here for a while. I was like, I'm fine. Like we, (laughs) we talking regular now. So, (laughs) but I mean, did, so from your school experience, like, did you go to a predominantly black college like where did you take a different chance to to try to broaden your experience yes so i went to a college that had a lot of blacks and um indians actually Mm. um so it was very different it was like a drastic change Mm -hmm. and then i kind of saw how i was able to kind of just like be (laughs) <laughs> like you know like i'm just like hey this, these are my people they kind of understand me more um 
yeah, so I, I definitely saw the difference uh, when it, I just got, I guess, both worlds. I got to experience mm-hmm. both worlds, and um, it is what it is. But I'm, I'm, I'm very, um, I guess, grateful for being able mm-hmm. to see both worlds. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And and I'm very curious of like, you know, your career path and then how mm-hmm. did you come up? So like, what are you because I know, obviously, I mean, unless you tell me different, you know, uh, kicking it with Mo is not the the, the oh, no, money maker. With Mo. No, no, with Mo. <laughs> I mean, um, no, so I actually. Coming soon, coming actually, soon. Coming soon, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's actually surprises people all the time. I actually have been working with children on the spectrum for years. Mm. So I pr- provide behavior therapy. Mm-hmm. And so I've been frontline for about six years, I would say. Wow. Um, and most recently I'm kind of now working behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. So I'm not really frontline with families and the children anymore. Kind of just working behind the scenes and, um, working with like, you know, directing them to the appropriate services and programs mm-hmm. that they, they need for their child. Yeah. So what, yeah, what, kids. Uh, I love kids. Yeah. <laughs> That's super dope. I mean, kids, yeah. kids are, are where you get the, the most honest truth out of every everybody oh yes you know? oh yes yes you, <laughs> i've experienced a lot <laughs> yeah. I mean, my first, a lot. yeah my first job is what was mm. with kids i was uh one of like an after school i was an after school guidance counselor or something like that it was just mm. like one of those weird jobs like like i uh i, I was just charged like i was in high school and i was te- like helping kids other kids like it was just like that's how yeah, it yeah. did mm-hmm. but um what what influenced you into or what motivated you to t- jump into that line of work i just i've always loved kids and i mm-hmm. wanted to be like maybe a teacher or something just i wanted to have that impact on kids and families lives and i actually just did like um a school co-op Mm-hmm. Like your co-op uh, at the place that I work at right now, I kind of did it and I was like, okay, working with kids on the spectrum. So it's kind of like, okay, I get the, I get the working with children, but I kind of wanted that challenge. So working mm-hmm. with children on the spectrum is providing that behavior therapy. So, you know, I encountered a lot of different behaviors, whether it be being hit, kicked spat on like, you know, kind mm-hmm. of like understanding their behaviors and kind of working with them to work through those behaviors and giving them the appropriate um, interventions. It was just like, I like that. And Mm -hmm. seeing them progress from like day one to day 30, seeing Mm -hmm. the difference that I can make, like the the smallest change, the smallest thing that you can tweak in their lives, how Mm -hmm. it can positively impact their lives and their families' lives. And just like, it kind of just, it gets to me a little bit like it's yeah. just you know it's rewarding for me mm-hmm. so being able to do that that's why i kind of i got into this field I, de- I definitely feel like this is where you learn how to how to talk in front of like people you know yeah <laughs> yeah pretty much yeah you're able to yeah because you have to interact with a yeah. various families on a daily basis mm-hmm. different backgrounds different cultures different religions so you have to understand and, and how to- you have a, a a tough job because even you know, I mean, some kids have really bad days and and mm-hmm. you have to show them an emotion of high uh, happiness of their of, of like being around them. And their their uh, presence brings happiness towards you. You have to show yes. that so that they can give you it 
eventually turn up, turn and turn their bad days around. So, yes, you know, yes. it's a, it's a yeah. lot of like, you know, emotional. I mean, I've, I know yeah. a couple of people who work in uh, like as being like a caseworker for children and stuff like that. And they always mm-hmm. tell me how rough and tough that job is and how it, it, emotionally exhausting it is. So, you yeah. know, one, thank you for your service, because I always say, oh, say that to people, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's a tough job. Um, so what was the first pair of sneakers you bought with this job? <laughs> you know what i can say like maybe my job while i was in school so i was like a a server you know Mm -hmm. waitressing all that stuff my first shoe that i bought on my own ooh, there were these dunks these high top dunks because at first like you know they're a little pricey and when i bought them i was like oh my gosh should i have bought them like if i tell her (laughs) on the price she's gonna be like why'd you buy shoes they were dunks uh, I don't remember the name, but they were gray. They came with blue laces, like kind mm-hmm. of like a baby blue lace. And they kind of had like an aztec design mm-hmm. on the sides. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really like take in like the name and stuff. I just love the design, the colors. And I was like, you know mm-hmm. what? I'm going to treat myself. And I kind of went to a sneaker boutique that it was like a new sneaker boutique that opened up uh, downtown Toronto. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't even remember what it was called. But Were I they a so- high top or low top? High. High. Yeah. And I, I just like, it was, it was pricier than what I usually pay or see my mom pay for shoes. So I was like, I kind of felt like, Ooh, I got to get them. And I got them, wore the hell out of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then like, I don't know what happened to them, to be honest. Was my, <laughs> I'm trying to the find them. Pair. I think I've, I think I've found them. Ooh, let me uh, see. If I see them, see. I will know because they were a high. With they were blue, blue. right? Well, gray with blue laces. Gray with blue laces. Yes, yeah. Maybe it's this one that I just sent. Okay, let's see. But they just came with gray laces on the picture. No, it's no? not this. It was kind of like a uh, like a neon blue, and the neon gray blue. was like a lighter a lighter gray. Hmm. Yeah, it was a dunk. Well. <clears throat> That's going to bother was, me. I'm going to tell you right now that I can't was, find trust this. Me, I, couldn't tell, I couldn't tell you the name, but I know that yeah. they were high top dunks. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> and they were blue, uh, gray with blue. Laces. Gray with blue. Gray with yeah, blue like laces. Like neon blue laces. Mm-hmm. I, if I see the picture, I would be like, yes, that's them. And I've thought about these shoes for a bit. I don't know the name, but it was way, <laughs> way, way back in the day. What so like I mean that that shoe obviously mm-hmm. I mean I think you're this is so you're probably talking about an error that I don't think many people actually understand which is like the the error where Nike was putting out dunks and like trying things and you mm. go to like zoomies I don't know if you have a zoomies not zoomies we journeys did. journeys journeys mm-hmm. we had journeys up there um but there was like an era of like journey pack journey pack dunks and it was like crazy colorways they were trying stuff 
when it was way before zoomies and journeys was even a thing up here no, journeys was, up here. was around for a, a up here, while up here we yeah. didn't get it oh, okay. like we, we get got things we get things late all the time. But like <laughs> it was maybe way- a canada exclusive it could be possible i don't know they were just <laughs> uh, i don't know i don't know the name but i just remember the colors and mm-hmm. they were nikes and they were high tops but that was the one that was my first purchase because <laughs> the price yeah I was, to, I was scared to tell my mom the price. It was like, I don't even know. It was like a hundred or something, but back yeah. in the day, you know? So, of course. Um, so then from there, like, did your collection grow over time? Like, what, where was it like you caught like the bug, the actual bug where you were like, all right, now I'm looking for specific pairs all the time now? It was college. It was college. Because yeah. um, that's when I, you know, obviously was just still making my own money and. Mm-hmm. I remember going to uh, Foot Locker and being able to get um, my Kilroy Nines. Mm-hmm. I was able to get my Playoff 12s, uh, my 8. Like, it was just, like, nonstop. As soon as they dropped, I was like, I'm going to get them. I'm going to get them. <laughs> and I got them. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just, it just started from there. And were, then, you, were you doing like lineups or just this is more no, just you'd be able to walk in and get them? that's the thing i know i was able to walk in and i don't know if it's because mm-hmm. of my shoe size too like i'm just i'm like six and a half mm-hmm. boys blessed. or men blessed yeah uh, <laughs> not really i mean it is a common size now for like yeah uh, yeah so but um yeah i was able to walk in and get like i walked into Foot Locker one day and i was just like let me just try my luck and mm-hmm. I was like, do you guys have the Brad 11s in a size six and a half? And they're like, yeah, mm-hmm. we have one more pair. Like, it was just like, I was able to just do that. And I, mm-hmm. every time I could, I did. And then it kind of just trickled from there. I'm trying to get every, not every pair, but whatever I can get, <laughs> <laughs> whatever I can get that I liked, you know, I'm just like, I like that. Let me see if I can go get it. And it was, it was available, you know? Yeah. What was like, when did you start having like stacks of shoes? Was it in college? Like, did you have like, so then what was the moving process like after that? Because I feel like that would be a pain, especially Um, in college. No, you know what? It wasn't that I I don't feel like I wouldn't say I had like hundreds of pairs. Mm -hmm. I would say maybe I had like 20, 30 pairs that I was Mm -hmm. like content with. And back like, that's still a lot, (laughs) you know? Um, Mm -hmm. I kind of just stacked them Mm -hmm. and moved them whenever needed. (laughs) (laughs) Like right now they're just stacked. And every time I'm like, yeah, those shoes, let me go look them up. And you're trying to like pull out all the boxes. It's Mm -hmm. just just a mess, but it is what it is. It comes, (laughs) it comes with the life, I guess. Yeah. yeah what so like mm-hmm. i'm very curious of just like did you have a community of like sneaker people that you would talk to regularly were you you know doing meetups out there what what was the sneaker culture out in canada for you well i wasn't GTA. i wasn't like in the groups and stuff because i mm-hmm. had like like my mom was pretty strict when it came to like just going out to meet random people like you Mm -hmm. know it wasn't that wasn't really a thing so it kind of was just based off of um my sister like seeing my sister and her friends like she's older so seeing her Mm -hmm. and her friends and her collection and just being online like whether it be like tumblr 
mm-hmm. and my space and all those things and just mm-hmm. seeing the different um, communities like sneaker communities uh, that's pretty much what I what I went were off. you act like super active or were you just like pro- no. like watching lurking? I was just watching like for, for mm-hmm. me like I kind of just like just do just kind of like do me kind of thing like you know I do love sneakers and I buy whatever I like it doesn't matter what shoe it is and whether I connect with people or meet people along the way that's a good like that's good um but I wasn't too too out there I guess I wasn't too too out there and only within like my friend circle that kind of knew like oh you have a lot of shoes and then when I started um I guess you taking pictures you're you know fit pictures people are like oh yeah. you got a lot of shoes and i used to take pictures like up in on instagram and instagram first started just taking pictures mm-hmm. of my shoes um and that kind of just like started from i guess from there and then the mm-hmm. show kind of like helps connect from all over the globe i'm like oh mm-hmm. this is a whole like community so mm-hmm. yeah so like yeah i'm, I'm very curious because like i don't I post on Instagram, but I've, I feel like I've never have been part of that because I come from the forums days. So like mm-hmm. that's when I when mm-hmm. I was like part of a community type of situation. And then, yeah. you know, sometimes your 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 ability to talk to people constantly wanes after a certain point and then you come back to it. And now yeah. we're here. I have a podcast and now I'm talking to everybody every day. But every day. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know posting on Instagram has been totally different. Everybody, you know, they're starting to get clicks and stuff like that. But what has been your experience when it comes to social media and posting sneakers and starting the show? Like what has been the reception and, and how have people, you know, bigged you up and talked to you, especially, you know, on Instagram? Oh, you know what? Uh, Like when I did start on Instagram and, doing this, um, doing like sneakers. I feel like I did come out of nowhere. Like people did know, like my people didn't know, like I love sneakers, but it's just mm-hmm. like, I'm like, Hey, you're kicking it with Mo. And people are just like, where is this girl? Come, where'd she come from? <laughs> kind of thing. Um, I'm kind of like in the mindset of just like, I kind of just do me. Like if I like it, I'm going to do it. And if you like it, then you like it. If not, then that's okay. You know? And mm-hmm. I, and I do notice um, like the reception that I get from other people, whether it be positive and negative, I've seen both. I've seen where um, people will show you the love, but it just it just doesn't feel genuine, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I've I've gotten love from people where you know it's just so authentic and so genuine. But at the end of the day, I'm doing this is something that I like. I'm yeah. showcasing what I like and. I post what I want to post because I mm-hmm. like it. I'm posting it for myself. <laughs> like mm-hmm. this is my archive where I'm just going back and I'm like, Oh, what did I wear the other day? Like, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> oh, what sneakers um, did I wear that day with this fit kind of thing? Mm-hmm. So I do definitely see um, the clickies and, and the not so clickies and the supporters and the not so supporters or the undercover supporters. I definitely mm-hmm. see a lot of that, but at the end of the day, it's kind of like, just do you. Yeah. Kind of like that do you mindset. For sure. For sure. It, I think it's what when you can tell somebody has passion, right? Mm-hmm. You should not feel threatened by it. But I feel like a lot of people feel threatened by it, by it especially when you have a common passion. And mm-hmm. it's like, I don't know. I don't know. I think with sneakers specifically, this niche, I think it's a lot of people that 
want it to be so pure or this idea of whatever their pure sneaker head or sneaker content is that they tend to like bash on it. And then you have the people who just feel like, oh, they can do it too. But then yeah. you, you always want to ask them, why haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> so exactly. why you got to talk shit on my post? Like, you know, right? I know, <laughs> I know. I'm going to plug in my, my laptop. My Mac yeah. is actually dying. You plug it? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I completely get where you come from. And and plus like as a female in the sneaker world as well, like coming into it, everyone's like, okay, what do you know? And it's just like, okay, like I probably don't know as much as you, but I do know that I have a love for sneakers. I wear sneakers and it's just do me. Like, I'm sorry (laughs) if I don't know what came out, you know, (laughs) but I still like sneakers. Like, yeah. um, Yeah. So it's kind of like that. I don't even know that like judgment of like, Oh, do you know Mm -hmm. enough? Are you a real sneaker head? And I, I don't really classify myself as like a sneaker head. Mm -hmm. I just say I'm like a sneaker lover. Like I have a love for the culture. I have a love for the expression it it provides and allows Mm -hmm. you to have kind of thing. And I like the way it makes me feel when I put them on. No. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I started this podcast because I I think that there, the, everybody has that one pair they absolutely need to have, but I, I feel like my gift is I can turn this into a conversation about anything else, you know, learning about exactly. you working with kids is, is super important yeah. and people should know that, you know, and speaking yeah. of which, like you're, you wear sneakers to meet these kids. Do they compliment you? Do they talk to you? Like, do they, do you feel like wearing different types of sneakers is a good talking point, especially when talking to kids now or kids who, who have, you know, troubles or need help. And would, do you use it as a way to get to talk to them? Oh yeah. Like back in the day when I did work for the school boards, so I didn't really work mm-hmm. with children on the spectrum. So I was actually in like, um, main street, like schools, I would just walk in the halls. And of course I'm wearing my sneakers. Mm-hmm. It's like, it kind of helps you connect with the kids. Cause the kids are kind of like, Oh, I like your kicks. Like I know, you know, those are Jordans. Like, so you're mm-hmm. able to like start that conversation. It kind of breaks the ice automatically. And a lot of, there are some teachers that like, they don't understand that you have to kind of build a rapport with these kids. It's not gonna, you're not going to have that instructional control over them right off the bat. You have to Mm -hmm. be able to gain their trust, you know, get to know them, them get to know you in order for you to be like, Hey, like, why didn't you do your homework? Or why didn't you, do you need help? And they'll be Mm -hmm. able to respond to you in a mannerable way because they know that respect is mutual. Right. So shoes definitely have helped me um, build connections with kids, even from far, like there are kids that are, they don't really, I haven't worked with them. I just maybe mm-hmm. saw them at recess or while I'm working with another kid and they just like, Hey, Miss Mo, like, you know, and I'm just like, Oh, Hey, how you doing? Like your shoes. I'm just like, thank you. What just see your shoes too. So it's kind of mm-hmm. like, it definitely has helped build that rapport and make relationships with some of the kids that I've worked with. No, that's dope. But it's, yeah. I mean, I recently have, had uh, Jason Faustino he works with for Saucony and he talked about his work with kids before switching his whole entire career path to turn to sneakers but Mm. 
he talked about his time just like going to schools, even talked about getting kicked out of a school because he looked too much like a student. Like, (laughs) (laughs) has that has that ever happened to you where they confused you or I mean, yes, I've never gotten kicked (laughs) out, but I've been like um, just working with a, a student and just going out with them recess so like obviously giving them their distance to go play with their um friends and their peers and Mm -hmm. stuff like that but i'm just walking around and another teacher looked at me and he was just like oh why are you supposed to be over here and i'm just like with the lanyard the school lanyard like um I'm actually a teacher too like and it's just like it's a good and bad thing like sometimes I'm like ah uh, should I put on dress shoes one day like I don't even know but at the same time that's just not me you know yeah. so yeah I've had uh that the experience of being confused mm-hmm. being a student <laughs> well I mean that I, I wanted to definitely ask like how is it how important is it especially to a kid especially you've been working with kids, how important is it to show that it's okay to be yourself? How okay is it? It is very much okay because I feel like, especially now this day and age, um, a lot of social media influences, it's not the greatest. Mm -hmm. It kind of like makes youth, the youth feel like, oh, I have to look a certain way. I have to act a certain way Mm -hmm. in order to be cool and all that stuff. And, and it's just important for kids to know that it's okay to be yourself. Like Mm -hmm. the the best thing that you can be in this world is you and no one else can be you. Right. Mm -hmm. So don't let all that you see on social media and on television and all that stuff, just don't let that influence your life. Do what you love, do what you want to do kind of thing. That's just what it is. No. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's the weight of the world is so like in your hands now because of phones and, you know, before it was just whatever's on television. So you can, you know, turn it off off. and, and that's it. Right yeah. now, everything's on 24 seven and it's hard to disassociate and, you know, try to figure mm-hmm. out like it's OK to be you. It's OK to be quirky and weird. Mm-hmm. It's OK to, you know, not get along with certain people. Everybody doesn't have to always like you, you know, like exactly. such such different weights and perception yeah. has been preached and pushed on on these kids, especially now for a, a good bit of time. Um yeah. So working with kids on the spectrum, I feel like is I feel like it's a lot more common now. I feel like there's there there's the spectrum is gigantic on Mm -hmm. top of that, you know, so, you know, people even in adults now are noticing like, okay, you know, maybe I am on the spectrum. Um, What what is it that's like so unique about working with that because you talked about working with regular kids well, I don't know that's bad oh, I shouldn't have said that sorry no I'm sorry atypical. Atypical. Yeah, yeah and and then kids on the spectrum and like what pulled you to be like you know what I, I do want to work with kids on the spectrum and you know then taking that step back and and also you know just I, I started them. off with just like working like it was my co-op. So I did a first with working with children on the spectrum. And then I did another co-op working at a school. So mm-hmm. I got to definitely. Oh, co-ops like, are like, like programs that you. Oh, you so to- you know, when you go to like college and university and you have to do 
um so you do like, like internship internship there you go okay yeah, yeah. there we go <laughs> so you get that experience with school you do assignments yeah, yeah, also. Yeah, yeah. yeah so um i did an internship with children with autism and then in a school. Mm -hmm. So I got to see the difference and I had to ask myself, okay, which one do you enjoy a bit more? Mm -hmm. And I actually really enjoyed working with the children on the spectrum. I don't know why. I don't know. I think it's because they were younger. So mm -hmm. they started off at like age two that they can, um, that I can work with them. So it's like age two to maybe 13. So mm -hmm. like a younger, um, younger population compared to when I was with the school is kind of like 13 and up maybe. Mm -hmm. And I kind of just liked the structure of working with children on the spectrum and it was behavior therapy. So it was more like intense, um, IBI, ABA therapy that, um, mm -hmm. I was providing and being able to kind of have to think on my toes because every, every child is different. Mm -hmm. So not everything is going to work by the book. You have to get creative when it comes to like providing interventions or strategies. So I kind of mm -hmm. liked that challenge. Like, okay, maybe I will say it quieter and he'll under, like, he'll get it more. Or maybe I'll say it louder or maybe I'll just flip the words, you know, kind of thing. And he'll learn. So I kind of found that more rewarding mm -hmm. um, than when working with um, children in the mainstream school. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. super interesting. Um, I mean, we talked, we touched a little bit about kicking it with Mo, but mm -hmm. what is it about the guests that you've had on three seasons full, right? You know, where, well, I phrased it wrong, but you've had three seasons of kicking it with Mo. Yes. How has it been to talk to people every when you do the show and like, what have you learned and what, what was it, what is it that keeps you going and, and wants you to keep continuing? Well, what kind of started it all was just being interested in diving. I want to dive into other people's closets. Cause I was like, mm -hmm. okay, my 30 pairs is nothing to this guy's 1000 pairs. I want to like dive into his closet, talk to him about like, how do you have so many? Mm -hmm. How did you get so many? Like, tell me a story about it. And it was just like, when I first started, I was like, okay, I'm going to see if I can hit some people up randomly, slide in their DMs and be like, Hey, mm -hmm. can I talk to you about shoes and see if it worked? And it did. And people were, they were just so receptive and it kind of like just showed how the community is and um it was so intriguing to me just to continue to connect with different people from all over that mm -hmm. collect shoes or collect memorabilia it was just like wow like you're very passionate about that like tell me more and not only tell me tell every like, tell my people that are gonna watch mm -hmm. um so that that's kind of like it gets to me like rewarding to me too because i'm just like oh I, I learn new things all the time you know yeah. yeah. What's the most interesting fact that you like? You're just like, wow. After somebody told you. Uh, yes, there was a shoe. Um, was my boy? I think it was snap. I think his name's like snapback kid. And he was showing mm -hmm. me his shoe uh, that he got from China. It was like uh -huh. a China exclusive. And he was just like, if I light it up, it will like burn the top layer or like it's candle wax. And I was just like, I think I have the preview on my, on my page. And I was mm -hmm. just like, what? Like there's a <laughs> shoe like that? Like, you know, and he was just showing so many exclusives. Like there was another one that kind of had like a, like the hologram thing that they discontinued because like mm -hmm. it can mess up your eyes. And I'm like, Whoa, 
like you know like tell me more so that mm. is like the main reason for the show for me or i'm just learning so much and it's just yeah. so interesting no yeah that's dope but yeah. whenever you get a chance to be a sponge and learn yeah. you know i feel like you grow more as a human so yes especially you about know. shoes too i'm like dang tell me some more what else you got <laughs> <laughs> no yeah yeah it's it, that's super dope you know um mm. but we're towards like zoom by i didn't even i looked up and i was like wow but, <laughs> good conversation but, yeah but we're at the towards the end of the podcast and i want you to visualize let's go with the fat farm shoes because i feel like you uh you remember this but i want you to visualize visualize little mo about to about to open that box of the fat farm shoes right (laughs) and now you're you travel back in time standing behind yourself what would you tell your younger self I'm like, yeah, girl, you got your pair. Like, you got what you want. You rock it. Like, I know now looking like right now, I'm just like, okay, girl, fat farms. Like, what were you? What were you? (laughs) Back then they were it for me. So I would kind of still encourage my my younger self to still be happy that you got the pair Mm -hmm. and rock the hell out of them and enjoy them because this is the beginning of something that you're going to be spending a lot of money on in the future Mm -hmm. (laughs) perfectly said you know shout out little mo and uh (laughs) don't forget everybody definitely check out kicking it with mo yes yes i definitely have some um putting out some episodes where i'm highlighting black designers and Mm -hmm. black talent so i'm definitely um excited and showcasing all my, my my cool people I'll, I'll be I'll be in the racially ambiguous season, so let me know <laughs> when <laughs> when you do that one. Yeah, there's a lot of stories to tell. A lot of stories yeah. to tell. <laughs> the, the the is he black or not season? Yeah. Let me know. Um, I will definitely pull up for that one. Uh, but thank you so much for jumping on, and for everybody out there, you know we say each week wear your kicks. Peace. Wear your kicks later. Thank you.